I started using the Christian Standard Bible in my personal reading times and quickly fell in love with its blend of accuracy and readability, so much so that I decided to introduce it to my church family in my preaching, and they quickly fell in love with the CSB as well. Folks, we can't stress it enough. The need for a faithful translation that is also a joy to read is of utmost importance, especially knowing research shows the necessity of Bible reading for spiritual growth. Not Another Baptist this podcast is thrilled that LifeWay's Christian Standard Bible agreed to sponsor us, and we commend this version to our listeners and ask that you check out csbible.com or the link in our show notes to find out more. Until then, let's dive right in. Kyle, hit it! Keep it simple, stupid. This is church revitalization for (laughs) (laughs) This is church revitalization for dummies today because we're talking about simplifying your strategy. And so welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a podcast exploring church revitalization, church planting, other Southern Baptist goodies for your ear holes, all that good stuff. Today we continue that series as I shared through Mark Clifton's Reclaiming Glory by looking at the need for us to simplify our strategy. And there are probably an entire section at Lifeway of books from Mr. Tom Rayner himself, the good Pope of Lifeway, (laughs) that have simple in the title in every different way, like simplify your meal plan, simple Simple church, simple going to the bathroom, simple this, simple that. We have simplify your strategy today. And so I'm Matt Hensley. The pastor of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo. No, I'm joined by Kyle, your pastor you're... of Mayhill. Did I get that wrong? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, we know who we are, and you know who we are, but we're both pastoring some fantastic churches in southern New Mexico, wading through the waters of church revitalization and trying not to drown. We are glad that you decided to pull up a chair today, sit down with us, and learn from all of our successes and failures. And we always hope that you'll leave this episode encouraged and maybe with a laugh or two. Kyle, how is your homeschooled family doing with their dresses or long sleeve shirts? <laughs> yes, and right. all, How's that yeah, going? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's good. We're, uh, we're trucking along. We homeschool families get as excited about summer as everybody else does. So we are in a sense, counting down the days. Um, we got, got a busy summer. I know you guys got a busy summer as well. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, Homeschool is great. Love it. It's it's a lot of fun. Awesome. So, how are your public school girls? Uh, um, they're they're heathens now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they have clearly they've lost uh, that war. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so they're they're doing great, doing well in school, trying hard, and uh, do you know they they really impress me by how well they have jumped up to the level that we uh, that that Cloudcroft requires. Cool. And so they're doing really well. Uh, church is going great. Uh, awesome. We at this point have made it past Mark one one, and uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've made it to chapter two of Mark, doing well there. And uh, Psalms is going along in our evening service because we, as we've shared before, are more holy uh, yep. holy than uh, First yep. Alamo. We, and we have the evening service. Yeah. service because we haven't simplified that strategy just yet. We're, we're, well, maybe after this will be episode, in your this, wheelhouse. This will man. be. Uh, but uh, how's Alamo going? Uh, we're going well. So we're in. We're walking through Hosea, which is the first time I've ever preached through honestly it's the first time i've ever preached through a prophet and um i haven't i haven't read it yet Ho- Hose- no, I'm just <laughs> it's in the Bible. Hose- hosea has its own um uh what, what's the right word quirks it, it's and 
so yeah, it's interesting. But just try but, not to be a heretic. Yeah, that's right. But the the reason you know the reason I dive uh, I decided to dive into Jose is just because of God's um, extravagant love that's that's laid out there, and especially as we're you know talking about revitalizing a church. One of the things that that I think is really important is is knowing. Listen, God hasn't abandoned us. God's God's love for us is very much as real now as it ever has been what so whether the church is running a thousand or ten it got god's love is is constant for his yeah. people so that's it's important it's good to and, and it's fun um you know you get some weird looks when you talk about hosea did what yeah. M- married who yeah. <laughs> so well let's let's dive into today's yeah. imperative uh we've got simplify your strategy today so we're yeah. keeping it simple we we know that a lot of times in a church we've got a lot of programs or we've got a lot of different sunday school class we've got all of that kind of stuff and sometimes we make it a little harder than it needs to be so in a church revitalization work i'm sure the first thing we need to do is add more to what we're already doing you know so i'm not exactly sure when this mindset creeped in that that the the signs of a vibrant church is busyness uh, but at some point, I mean, because you look at almost any church schedule across the board, and and we bought into that belief that, man, a, a vibrant, growing church means there's going to be more things happening. And the problem with that is, I think, as, as once very vibrant churches have kind of declined off that, either plateaued or, or in some cases, you know, declined almost to the verge of death— we didn't let programs go. So what will happen is you'll have a church of 50 who still has the programs that they did when they ran 200. Or, I mean, even if you're still talking to a church of 200 that's that's declined, they're still trying to run the programs that they would when they were 1,000. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work because what happens is you're going to end up burning out your people because there are fewer people trying to do more. Um, so, so simplifying your strategy is simply... Reducing the times that members are expected to be in, in the church building, and and realizing, uh, uh, coming to the hard realization if necessary, hey, we don't have the people, we don't have the budgets, we don't have the resources to do what we once did. So, so figuring out, okay, where, what's our target? What's our what's our purpose here? And really latching and becoming it tenacious how about that word for chasing after your vision um tom rayner as, as you mentioned simple church probably one of the best books that's been written in the last 20 years on on this um and he'll talk about how difficult it is to to cut things because someone's identity is tied into that mm-hmm. ministry so so there, there will certainly be times to cut i, I think more than not it, there, there will be times to let things die mm-hmm. So, so that you're not the bad guy who came in and killed um, something, but it it, it just kind of died its its natural uh, process. But the thing that that and and I think a big part of this too, you know, our culture is different now than it was 30 years ago, even than it was 10 years ago. Uh, so, so let me speak to Alan McGordo real quick. We're a, we're an Air Force community, so primarily a lot of our growth that we've seen since I've been here in the last two years is with Air Force families. Those guys work really weird schedules. Um, they're here on Sunday mornings, and 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 most of them are plugged into uh, one of our Sunday school classes, small groups, um, and the worship service. They don't have 
evenings free. Sometimes they're working till eight or nine. Uh, sometimes from one week to the next, they, they might shift from working days to working nights the next week. And the next week it's back. So, I mean, the the, the Air Force doesn't help us out in some ways. <laughs> but that that's kind of caused us to, to simplify our strategy. You don't want to write the general and say, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our church schedule. If, if, uh, if you would just, you know, plan, plan your, you know, our, we appreciate your guarding us and keeping us safe. But if you can do it in these hours, that would be yeah, awesome. We'd appreciate yeah, it. We, we, we have our small group in our that's, prayer time. Yes, on, that's on right. Can you please? That's right. So, um so what does it look like in, in Mayhill or, or even previous churches? What's your experience with kind of coming in with an overcrowded church schedule and how have you handled that? So I, I served a church that we were Bible studied to death, yeah. which you would think would be a great thing. You know, there's Bible studies every night sure. of the week. Um, but uh, the problem was, you know, we had 50, 60 uh, families that we were drawing from and mm. the same ones were essentially being asked to be there every night of the week except for one. Now you were a pastor, mm-hmm. right? Were, were you leading all of these? No. No. Okay. Would I lead all of those? Okay. Okay. No. All right. Uh, no. These some of them were kind of like you said, people's identity wrapped up in this one. This was my, yeah. you know, my baby, and uh, and if you know you didn't go to the other one, then that one felt bad. Mm. And, and the way I looked at it is on my, I can't go to all of them. No. I'd never be at home, and so I just rotated. Uh, through them and, and some of them eventually you know died the, yeah. the death they needed to die um, but it's like you you kind of felt bad to make such a big importance about the study of right. God's word and we're going to cut a, a Sunday school yeah. class or a Bible and, study and, and it's and, different uh, if you have like different small groups that are meeting yeah. but but if it's the same pool that's yep. expected to be at everything yep. yeah and, and so was that was that like a leftover from when the church was bigger? No, or, uh, I, I think it was I think it was a genuine desire to equip and incur and, and okay. build up. Yeah, I think they just thought the more they did that, okay. um, the better it was. Of course, you know we didn't have time then at that point to if it's one thing to be equipped, but you need a an outlet to put that into practice. Right. There was no right. outlet to do that at that point in any you know there there was no okay. free time. So uh, I don't think it was so much a big thing that we just kept those things on. I think it was a genuine desire that if, you know, that the early church had everything in common. So we're going to be here every, every night. I think it was kind of that mentality. Now in Mayhill, the problem that we run into is I live across the, the street and we have one member that lives next door. Everybody else is about a 30 minute drive away. Okay. And so anything that we do during the week, you're talking it has to be 5.30 at the earliest mm. to have really the chance of somebody that's a worker yeah. coming to it. Forget all of the meals and all. I mean, right. it, just a chance for them to be there, them to get off work and just rush straight there. Yeah. And we have some that are faithful, and they, as soon as they get out, they teach at the school. As soon as they get out, they are flying up mm. the mountain or down uh, the mountain down to where we are, uh, you know, from Cloudcroft, where they'll come and, and they'll do the prayer meeting or the, you know, our our kids deal, whatever it is. And, but then putting it any later where maybe they might have time to eat or something like that because of where we live and how dark it is and the elk and all that, that makes it more problematic that the old folks aren't going to come because they're not going to drive at night. And so we have to push it earlier. That cuts out the young people to push it later. That cuts out the old people. And, um, 
you know, some of them are not well attended. You know, our Sunday morning, we, you know, we might have 120 on a Sunday and our midweek, you know, prayer time is going to have four or five. Um, be, because part of it isn't a desire to not be there. I mean, I think people right. want to be there. They just can't. Yeah. And, well, especially uh, this time of year. I mean, so, you know, we're getting ready to come into the spring, but winter lasts a long time up where you are, yeah. right? I mean, and, and so not just cold, which, which certainly affects particularly some of your elderly population, but, I mean, you can always run into snow or, um, you, know, you know, those – Elk and wildlife. Yeah, the that big, you have bigger dark. issue yeah. for us is is really the darkness. Okay, and and the elk because they, um, for for whatever reason, God didn't uh, clothe them in like lime <laughs> orange or something. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so they they blend in perfectly yep. with the highway. Yep. And uh, if you're going the speed limit, uh, you it's not really a matter of if you're going to hit them. It's yep. it's more when. Yeah. And uh, and we. You know, just about monthly, we'll have somebody that's run into wow. something, and uh, occupational and so, hazard. Yeah, <laughs> it's and so I mean that's you know Rebecca, she will not drive at night. You know, so we go yeah. to the MVBA thing. We talked about that, yeah. you know, a couple of days ago. That you know, with that, um, it's it's great to go. I want to be there, but getting out, it yeah. is pitch black on the way up there. And that's, uh, that's our uh, that's our local association. For yeah. those of you who aren't familiar with our. Y'all don't know uh, everything about. Area. I mean, I, I post <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's our that's our local association, which we meet monthly, second Monday of the month, and we, we serve a big association, or we 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 pastor churches in a large association. So sometimes we've got distances to drive. Yeah. So let me. I'll share a little bit about what I did because I got here and and I kind of fell victim. I think to the um, more is more is more more activities, busier schedules is more. So about six months after I got here, we added a, we were doing Sunday morning. We, we didn't do Sunday nights. Uh, we have some committee meetings that meet a couple of Sundays a month. Uh, we, so Sunday mornings, Wednesday night, and then I added a Thursday night service. We, we have a ladies Bible study that meets on Tuesday nights. Then I added a, a Thursday night service, uh, kind of a recovery service. And, and we have anywhere from 10 to 25 depending on the, the week um so that was 18 months ago and and it occurred to me our wednesday night crowd has kind of dwindled down to the same five six people or so um and and I, a few months ago i was looking at that and i was going you know could is there a way to simplify our strategy to have the same ministries happening just have them happen simultaneously so but because myself and our worship leader uh, she, she and I were both here until uh, after eight o'clock on Wednesday nights and on Thursday nights and, and eight, after 18 months that just that, that's worn on us so what, what we're doing now is we're actually combining our uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night services so we're gonna gather in the fellowship hall we'll sing a couple of songs at, at six o'clock and then we'll split off into different Bible studies. And so, so our hope there is, is for, for one, not just cutting a night out of the week, but also allowing some of the folks who come to our Thursday night service to interact with some of the folks that, that are a part of our church, mm-hmm. which wasn't happening. I mean, they were almost two exclusive groups. They, they didn't, the, the, the folks who attended Thursday night didn't come on Sunday mornings. Um, so we, we thought, man, this would be a great time for some of our church folk to interact. So we're still doing the same thing. I think we're still going to reach the same amount of people. 
just simpler. And I'm only here till after eight, one night a week, rather than than two nights a week, um, which would be awesome in church softball because I'll be able to play uh, <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursday nights. But that's that's not the reason to do it. Sure. Um, Whatever. But, you say. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I tell my wife. That's not why I did. But but no, I mean so. The, the point when we talk about simplifying your strategy is never to lessen your ministry, right? But it's... To make it more effective. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so in Simple Church, Tom, Tom Rainer talks a lot. Uh, one of the examples they use is Google versus Yahoo. And, and just, man, if you go to their... If you go to Google.com, what do you have? You it's, really just have the search engine. Just the search. Right? I mean, just it's a search. blank page yeah. and just the search engine, right? And it's efficient. You go to Yahoo. It's been years since I've been to Yahoo.com. Last time I was there, I mean, it's like an assault of the senses. It, it crashed our but, church computer because <laughs> it, it's the, or was the, until I fixed it at this point. Yeah. It's like the default search engine. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was trying to bring up something, yeah. and it comes up, and it's just all these things. Are popping. Oh, I was yeah. like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a reason that I think that Google's become the most popular search engine because it's simple. You go there for a purpose, right? So I'm going to search for this thing. And I'm not distracted by all all the news stories and all that. Now, the problem is, and, and Tom Rainer talks about this, it would be very difficult for Yahoo to make their page look like Google. I mean, they have sponsorships on their page and, and, and the certain formats that they've committed to. Simplifying a church strategy is kind of like, and so, so, and he talks about this, it's, it's easier to plant simple than to revitalize and become simple, mm -hmm. right? But it's worth it. I mean, so you get your vision down and, okay, this is, you know, so we're all about, if we want to be about loving our community, okay, then what are some effective ways we can love on our community? And being at the church building four nights a week does not help us necessarily love on our community. Mm -hmm. We love on our community by being out in the community. Um, and, and so I'm not sure that there's a like one size fits all way to do this. It's going to, it's going to depend on your individual context, what your individual vision is, you know, kind of your, your target that, that, that you're trying to go after, but begin to eliminate things that don't help you pursue that vision. And, and I would say this too, and I think you would agree with me, huh, take, the, take, <laughs> take the long road. Right, so so don't go in oh, yeah. and just start killing people's ministries because you will kill your ministry if you do that. So so understand, and and I I know play you hate it. Play the long game, as they say. Yes, yes. Yeah. Play the long game. I, I know you hate this, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. So so you're not gonna run. Uh, Hensley, you can a, use that <laughs> if you give me okay. like oranges and water okay. every every two <laughs> so, months or something. So so Hensley's a marathon runner, right? Uh, and you're gonna run. A 25-mile marathon different than... 26.2. 26 26 Gosh. I, there, there's a reason. Yes, there's a difference that. between 26.2 miles and a 5K. Yes. You go just guns a-blazing in right. a 5K right. because you're going to be done in 15 minutes. Right. You do the marathon and you're... Tr well, I would be done <laughs> yeah, in You 15, would be done in 15 But uh, you'll be done in about five days. But <laughs> the uh, marathon, yeah, you're pacing yourself and, and you're trying to keep kind of a, a uh, talking uh, point as you're running, be able right. to communicate. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you will gas out yeah. very quick yeah uh, so anything else before we wrap it up um no i mean like you said at the beginning keep it simple stupid you know and and this is a this is a thing you want to start communicating to your churches as early as possible about your vision getting them to latch onto that and then 
eliminating things slowly over time with patience and grace and understanding to, to, to meet that vision. So do what he says, not what I do. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today. We know there's a million things you could be doing, but you took the time to listen to this dumpster fire. We hope that somehow, some way, it was helpful and brought you some encouragement, maybe even laugh a little. We ask that you would subscribe, subscribe on iTunes, whatever podcast feed you use, or visit www.notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or find us on Facebook under our name or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. But until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare keep it simple stupid see you <laughs> soon a good one.